بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا حما بعده My brother and sister, yesterday one of our brothers asked me a question about contentment. We were talking about uh, excess and, and you know, the free desires and so on. So he said, what about contentment? It's a very valid and good question. The, and it's very important to, un- to understand and answer it because on the one hand, there, there are two, two concepts which uh, are juxtaposed. I don't say they are against each other. They are not against each other, but they are facing each other. One is the concept of ambition. Of ambition, of growth, of, you know, doing something. And the other one is that of contentment, kanat. <coughs> so the question to ask is, in Islam, is ambition... It may not be haram, but is it something which is good? Is it something which is uh, promoted? Is it something which we should have? Or is it something which, uh, may not, as I said, may not be haram, but also it is not something which is, you know, better not to have. Is, is it, which one? And when we say contentment, if I am happy with what I have, but I would like to improve that, does it mean I am not content? So what is the story? For example, if I, if I have a job, right, and uh, I'm happy with the job, I like the job, but do I want a promotion or no? Of course. So if I say that I would like to have a promotion, does it mean I'm not content? You know, it's very important to understand this. To give you, I let me tell you a story to illustrate this as an example and then we'll come back to that. Story is, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab And we go all the way back there because this is the best example. Rasulullah said, uh, take from my sunnah and the sunnah of the Khulafa Rashidin. So Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab If I ask you, do you think he was content with his with whatever Allah gave him? What is the answer? Yes or no? He was content. Obviously, right? He was content to the extent that one day Salman al-Farsi brought a bolt of cloth to the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab Ummuna Hafsa bint Umar ibn al-Khattab, our mother Hafsa anha, and gave it to him, gave it to her and said, please give this to your father and ask him to have some new clothes made because his clothes are so patched. We've got so many patches on the izar and on the clothes. But don't tell him who gave this. So when Sayyidina Umar came, Sayyidina Hafsa gave him, gave him the cloth and she said, your brothers have sent this for you to make clothes because your clothes are so patched. So he said, who gave it? <laughs> Which brothers? So she said, no, I, I promised them not to reveal their identity. So he said, tell me 
what was the clothing of your husband like who is your husband rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and what was the clothing clothing of his friend like who is the friend of the rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam abu bakar siddiq he said i do not i don't change this why do not you know change my clothes i don't uh, get new clothes because i am afraid if i do that i will not be allowed to be in the company of my closest friends which is muhammad rasulullah sallam and abu bakar siddiq radhiyallahu so here you have a man who is completely and totally content with what allah has given him he does not want even if somebody gives him a gift he is not taking it so he is content to that extent but the same man fast forward he is entering jerusalem as the conqueror ha yeah? so what happened to the contentment is there contentment he enters jerusalem sophronius who is the patriarch of jerusalem he is the eastern orthodox pope he welcomes him he takes him into his church which is the church of the holy sepulcher and he says please pray here said and verse says no i will not pray here because i am afraid that if i pray here then my people will take over your church so then sophronius says well how about we pray in an open piece of land which is does not belong to anybody said and verse says yes he said are you are you okay will you agree that you and i pray side by side you pray in your way i pray in my way said and verse says no problem so they prayed outside the church of the holy holy sepulcher where today is the masjid umar ibn al khattab radhiyallahu anhu built a mosque there on a side note think about this sayyidina umar radhiyallahu anhu did not take over the church and convert it into a mosque yeah <laughs> today we make a big song and oh this church will convert it is not this is not the sunnah this is not the sunnah of the rasul alayhi salam it is not the sunnah of the sahaba people who are doing it are kings and they are rulers who are doing it for their own reasons and for and that has created so much of unnecessary bad blood in the world for no reason who stops you from you just conquered the place build not one masjid build 10000 masajid who stops you it is your country right you you, you just you got the place right now why must you knock down the church and make that into a mosque for what and half the time the, the the direction also is not correct because now you have to have the direction in the side of the qibla the church has no direction it can be anywhere so now you have saffs which are all you know crooked because of it's a different building for what build a mosque who stops you and you are the ruler this is the the sunna of the sahaba the sunna of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not to knock down or or to convert other people's place of worship into masajid this is against the sunna whoever is doing it they are doing it for their own political reasons so anyway to come back to the story sayyid anwar ibn khattab radhiyallahu does this and then he says to sophronius so who are here so he says these are uh, he says we are all christians there nobody here i mean other other than christians uh, you know nobody is here so now the muslims came and uh, sayyid anwar asked him where are the jews 
So Pranay says there are no Jews. I mean, when we came here, we killed all of them. <laughs> no, no one is left. Sayyidina Amar Adelara says, how can you have Jerusalem without the Jews? This is a holy city for all of us. How can you have Jerusalem without the Jews? Well, he says, well, there are no Jews. Now what to do? So Sayyidina Omar asked, is there any Jewish person or ex-Jewish person, somebody who converted to Islam? And there was one man in the army of the Muslims. He called him, he said to him, go and bring 40 Jewish families and settle them here. And that's how the Jews came back to Jerusalem. Because of Sayyidina Omar Ibn al-Khattab, 40 Jewish families were settled there. Now, my point of this whole thing is, Contentment is to be happy and content and full of shukr for what Allah has given. Alhamdulillahi ala kullihal. Whatever Allah has given, alhamdulillah. But this does not stop the Muslim from ambition. It does not stop the Muslim from wanting something better for himself, for his family, for the community, for the country, for the ummah. It doesn't, these two are not opposite to each other. So when he, this Muslim now, he or she, when they are uh, doing something, now their, their goal and aim is different. They are not doing it to accumulate more property, accumulate more material wealth. They are doing it for a higher purpose. And the higher purpose is acquisition of knowledge. It is, it is uh, in, in increasing the influence of Islam in the world. It is to showcase Islam for the world, to show what, the, what an Islamic uh, government looks like, what an Islamic business looks like, uh, what Islamic society looks like, right? And all this has to be, there's effort is required, it won't happen automatically and you, I can't do it in my house, it has to be done in public. So therefore, all of these things are highly recommended. This is what our Salafus Salihin did. But none of those people, if you look at their personal lives, they didn't have, uh, you know, uh, like, like, uh, Tariq Bhai was saying yesterday, uh, the toilet bowls of gold, uh, there are people who are in palaces, uh, toilet bowl of gold. What is the good of the toilet bowl? Of, what are you putting? You are not eating food out of it. What is it for? They never, they never did these things, right? They did not build big, they didn't build, all of the big palaces and whatnot started much later, even among the Muslim king uh, dynasties. Much later, when people moved away from Islam. But if you look at the, uh, the Khulafa Rashida, Sayyidina Umar did not live in a palace. Abu Bakr Siddiq did not live in a palace. Right? Simple. Including, for example, somebody like Uthman bin Afar, who was personally wealthy. He didn't live in a palace. The money they had was for doing good across the world. Doing good, helping people, and you know, spreading uh, knowledge, spreading Islam, creating a beautiful society. This was the the purpose of uh, of of the wealth. So ambition for the benefit of others, for the benefit of the community, for the benefit of the ummah, to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Alhamdulillah, very good, very important. We should have, but this does not mean. That we should not be content. We should be content with what we have. No greed, no desire to accumulate, no, no desire to have more and more and more. No. But for the external world, Alhamdulillah, we need to have ambition. So these two are the 
just thought let me clarify that alhamdulillah we want people to have great goals and wanting to do good and better and you know new inventions and what not right uh, but at the same time we alhamdulillah say alhamdulillah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be happy with what allah has given be content with that be willing to share it with anyone right even one one piece of bread share it alhamdulillah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to have the ghina of the heart. Where the heart is big enough to accommodate whoever comes. And to have give us generosity, true generosity in the sense of the word where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us.